What's going on, everyone? It's your boy E here. Welcome to the Proverbial Life Podcast. Yes, sir. This is a podcast that encourages Christians to look to Christ, live wisely, and leave a legacy behind for generations to follow. Yes. Sit back and ride with me for a second. It's the proverbial life. It's the proverbial yeah. life. It's the proverbial 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 life. What's going on, my people? It's your boy E here. Welcome to another episode of the Proverbial Life Podcast. This is a special recording. I found a teaching that I recorded sometime in the summer that was on the topic of good works. So I'm just going to get right into it. There's a lot of noise in the background, and you're going to hear all kinds of sounds and things like that. Just because I was in the mall, and I think it was a Saturday, and a lot of kid toys in the background and just all kinds of distractions. So if you could excuse that, otherwise the teaching was really encouraging. In fact, I got a lot out of it myself, listening to it again and just being encouraged. So if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast. If you'd like to financially contribute to the podcast, please check us out on Patreon slash the proverbial life. You can also contribute to the podcast by donating and giving a financial contribution to anchor.fm. All right, y'all. Enjoy. Grace and peace. We're doing something a little different today. What we're doing is we're recording this live, but I'm also recording this for the purposes of a future podcast. Okay? So if you've heard, you're hearing this live, you're going to hear this later via podcast in the future. But I figured, as the old saying goes, let's kill two birds with one stone, right? Um, And so today I want to talk about good works. I want to get right into our discussion. And uh, you guys see what I'm wearing today. The old vintage LeBron James Miami Heat number six t-shirt. Um... And so today, I want to discuss this topic of good works in light of my man, LeBron James. For those of you who don't know, uh, Mr. James recently um, started his elementary school in um, Akron, Ohio, where he grew up. And I'm pulling up the information now because I want us to see think it's important to see um, some of the things he did and uh, I want to discuss this topic of good works and uh, while I'm looking this up real quick I want us to uh, to think about the role of good works in the life of the believer and or in or or and in the life of the unbeliever So just a couple questions to think through as we begin. Can an unbeliever do good works? If the answer is yes, are those good works acceptable or pleasing to God? Right now, 
for those of you who are um, well saturated in the scriptures, um, and and I, and I know many of you have pondered this, I want you to think about um, the, the the good works themselves, right? So you, you think of LeBron James' school here. Um, you know, this is going to be a blessing to many, many, many inner city, uh, you know, troubled um, kids. And this is this is life changing. Uh, not only is he um, opening this school for them, I promise school, but also those who graduate from the school, uh, graduate from elementary school, going into high school, graduate they'll be getting free tuition at, uh, I think it's Akron, Akron University, if I'm not mistaken. Um, pulling up the information here now, but, but that's a good work. That's great. Wonderful. Awesome. Um, and, and, I, and I mean that with all sincerity. I really do mean that. That's, praise God. That's amazing. Um, but does that good work, um, validate his faith or not does that good work give evidence that he is a child of God or that he is a good person and so I want to discuss that um, I want us to look at some passages of scripture um, and I want us to consider these things because they're important I think um, there are many people, even in so-called um, Bible-believing churches, who have a wrong view of sanctification and justification, and so their view on works or their lack of biblical understanding on the topic of works, um, it really is muddied to the degree that you have unbelievers in many of these uh, churches who think themselves to be good people, to think themselves to be Christians because of the things they do. We have that in, in liberal churches as well, right? Where people would say, yeah, I'm a good person. I'm not bad. I, you know, never did this, never did that, so on and so forth. And so they're not bad. So to not be bad means that you're good, right? Well, let's discuss that. Um, as always, as always, for those of you who claim to be Christians, for those of us who hold dear the scriptures, we must begin with the word of God. So what does the word of God tell us concerning good works, concerning works, period? Okay. Um, and, and, and when that question is asked, verses come to mind, bam, 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 right? Especially if you've been in the word and you've been studying throughout the years and maybe you haven't even been studying like you ought to but just going to church consistently reading the word of God consistently um, you know without even delving deep into it you're gonna come across verses that just come to mind okay so some passages that come to mind initially right Ephesians 2 8 9 Ephesians 2 8 9 says for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, right? So, so when we think of good works and salvation, we come to the place in scripture where we say, okay, 
It's not according to what I do, but it's according to what has been done, right? So, so not because of my works, but because of his grace, okay? Good. So that's a place to start. Another passage just comes off the top of the head. We remember, right? Matthew 7, where the people come to him and say, Lord, Lord, have we not done this and have we not done that? We've cast out demons. We've prophesied. We've done all this. We've done all that. And what happens? Jesus says, depart from me, you evildoers, right? Depart from me. Um, what's, what's the exact phraseology? Depart from me. Um, let me go there real quick. You know, so, so the idea is, you know, their works were many, but their faith was not genuine. Uh, Matthew 7. And, and so, so we see this, we see this all throughout scripture, Old and New Testament. Uh, you see the Israelites, um, you know, doing the sacrificial law and, uh, and, and the actions, right? But their hearts not being right before God. And so there was a work, but it wasn't done in faith. And so to, to, to have a work and to not do it in faith is in the sight of God, not a good work. Okay. Uh, but this passage in Matthew chapter 7 um, it says, uh, many will say to me on that day, this is verse 22, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons and in your name perform many miracles? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So uh, you who lived as if there was no law, you who lived as if there were no authority over you, depart from me. So, so we see that um, just with those few verses that good works in and of themselves are not enough to make a person right with God. LeBron James is opening up the school. That's awesome. That's phenomenal. But on the day of judgment, if he stands before God and he says, look, I opened up the school. I did all these great works. You know, um, I helped 200 plus students go to school, receive uh, an education. They they graduated debt free. God will say, "Depart from me. I never knew you." Not because what he did wasn't good, but it wasn't good enough to make him right with God. And that's the thing. Sorry if it sounds loud. I'm in the mall. And uh, there's all kinds of noises going on here, but that's all right. Um, so, so, so it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to make him right with God, and that's and that's the key, right? It isn't. It isn't that um, men don't do good things, okay? Um, someone opens up a hospital. That's a good thing, right? Um, someone holds the door for you very kind very nice that's good right but number one that's good in the sight of man but the good that men do can never be salvific can never save us because all the good that we do can never outweigh the sin that resonates from our very nature 
So the fact that we're born enemies of God, there can never be enough good works. There could never be enough good things we do to please a holy and righteous God. Never. Never. So, you know, I'm, I'm big into uh, business and motivation and, and, and wanting to encourage people. You know, I, those are my gifts. Um, those, those, those are my inclinations. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but, I, but I, with the gift, I have to be sober-minded um, because I want to make sure that I'm not encouraging someone uh, in their sin or encourage someone to to the degree that they find themselves sufficient within themselves apart from Christ. Okay? The only perfection that God accepts is his own perfection. Right? The only work that God accepts accepts is work that is from a changed heart okay so as my brother said here uh Gavante said a perfect good god requires perfection it requires perfection and this is the beauty of the gospel i'm jumping the gun here but that's all right because this is this is a drum you can't stop beating it's uh we could just keep beating it and beating it and beating it and it will never get old but this is the beauty of the gospel is that we're not good god is good jesus christ the son of god the second person of the trinity came from heaven to earth to live the perfect life that you and I could never live and as a result of his good work and our faith in him which he grants us via the Holy Spirit we by faith are declared righteous before God because of his final work not ours hallelujah so now now as believers anything we do we do with the desire to please a holy God. Okay? Anything we do now as believers, the Spirit of God living within us, who has given us a new nature, has changed our desires so that whatever we do, we do for the glory of God. Now, we don't do that perfectly. Okay? We don't do that perfectly. And we do grieve the spirit. There are often times, right? Countless times where we grieve the spirit of God. And again, the beauty of the gospel is that it doesn't give us a license to sin, right? Grace doesn't give us a license to sin, but grace gives us a desire to hate sin even when we walk in it. And grace gives us the desire to pursue holiness and we don't, we, we, we want holiness. We desire holiness. Everything in us is inclined now because of our new nature is to pursue holiness. And so now we're doing good works because that's in our very nature. Good works is an overflow of what's in us now. 
So, could you be um, a, a Christian and, and start a school? Yeah, that would be a good work that glorifies God, right? Now, could you be a, a, an unbeliever and open up a school? Yeah, that's a good work toward man, but that's a good work that does not glorify God. Now, this is the beauty of it. God is going to get his glory from everyone, from anything, right? As it says in the book of, uh, in the Gospels, right? If, I love this, man. Listen, John the Baptist says, listen, this is what John the Baptist said to the people. He says, listen, if you don't worship Jesus, the rocks will cry out. Okay? So Jesus is going to get his glory. Okay? So so listen, if, if, if church folk with money are being selfish and hoarding the good gift that God has given them, then God's going to use unbelievers to be a blessing, even though the blessing that they are to others does not warrant their goodness before God. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I just recently heard of a story with uh, Tony Robbins uh, and how he feeds hundreds and thousands of people throughout the world every year. Cool. That's great. That's good. But listen, those good works on the day of judgment are not going to make him right before God. But guess what? When it comes to loving his neighbor before man, he's seen as a good person. But in the eyes of a holy God, if he's not in Christ, on the day of judgment, his works will mean nothing. 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 And so when we look at this topic of good works, really the question is, are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? If you're not in Christ and you do a bunch of good things, you should be very afraid. Now, you may not be afraid because if you're not in Christ, then this message is foolishness to you. But I pray, I pray that the Spirit of God would awaken you to the reality that your good works are rubbish before a holy God. Isn't that what Paul said? Philippians, let me turn there real quick. Philippians, Paul says, um, let, me, let me go there real quick because I think this is an important passage um, to consider. This is uh, Philippians, I believe it's the second chapter. Um, let me get there. And, and, and while I'm turning there, any comments I see? I see some uh, some comments in here. Uh, April says, amen. Uh, Cavante says, come on and preach. Yes, amen. Uh, Christopher, good morning, brother. Good morning. Uh, Melissa, uh, David, good morning. Um, good morning, um, Janie. Those talks have been so encouraging to me throughout my stay-at-home mothering. Yes, amen. Yes. I listen as I fold laundry and cook. Amen, sister. Amen. My wife, my wife is at home with the kids and uh praise God. Praise God. What a beautiful ministry. Be encouraged, sister. Be encouraged. Listen, I want to speak I want to speak to you, sister. For any other at-home moms, listen. <laughs> listen. The work you do is a good work that glorifies God, okay? If you're in Christ and by faith 
your convictions have led you to be an at-home mom, there is a crown for you in heaven, right? And, and listen, the loneliness and um, um, the, 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 the words and the pain that no one can hear because it's just you and the kids or whatever, God hears. So be encouraged, be encouraged, be encouraged. Um, yes, I know. Yes, April. Uh, Janie, thank you. First time listener. Thank you, sister. Thank you for being here. Uh, yes, being it's, it's no joke. Yes. Um, so, so Philippians, um, let me see this passage where Paul says, um, he talks about this idea of his former life and how his former life um, led him down the path of all his righteous works being dung, dung, um, and how now um, his righteousness is in Christ. This is actually Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3, it says, starting at verse 2, he says, Beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the false circumcision, for we are the true circumcision who worship the Spirit of God and the glo- and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. You see, we put no confidence in the flesh. We put no confidence in the flesh. Why? Because the flesh produces death. Okay, that's a rhyme for you. The flesh produces death. Okay, what does the flesh produce? Death. Okay, and Paul goes on to say, um, although I myself might have confidence even in the flesh, if anyone else has a mind to put confidence in the flesh, I far more. Okay, so so you you want to put confidence in the flesh? You want to talk about good works prior to Christ? You want to talk about who's better, who donated more, who did more voluntary hours? Paul says, let me go, I'll tell you. He goes, verse 5, circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness which is in the law found blameless. Blameless. So in all these things, I'm blameless. In all these things, Paul says, I'm good. I'm a good person, right? I'm, 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 I'm the top tier, right? I'm, I'm up there, right? So, so when we think of top tier good people, who do we think of? Mother Teresa, right? Mahatmas Gandhi, right? We think of these people top tier. But listen, listen, if those individuals were not in Christ, then listen to what the word of God says, okay? Concerning our own righteousness, concerning works of the flesh. Paul says this, verse 7, but whatever things were gained to me, those things I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them but rubbish so that I might gain Christ. So Paul says, to gain Christ 
is far more valuable and rich in the sight of God than to gain all the accolade, all the acclimates, right? All, all the accolade, accolades, excuse me, all the, all the rewards, all the trophies, all the, the, uh, you know, the pats on the back. To be in Christ is to be rich before God. That's what it is. And as Janie says, we must be rich or we must be led by the spirit, right? We must be, I see you, April. Yes. That laundry. Yes. Them kids. <laughs> yes, sister. Yes, sister. Amen. Uh, Victor, grace and peace, brother. Um, so, so, so we see here, um, Paul says that, that his righteousness, and it says this in, in, in Romans chapter three, that our righteousness, our righteousness is like filthy rags. Okay. Could you imagine bringing filthy rags before the king and saying, here, here. Now, transcendent to a king on earth, we serve a holy, righteous king. He demands perfection. So good works, just to summarize again what we've been saying, good works apart from Christ are not good works in the sight of God. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how much good you do, how much you donate, how much you encourage people or motivate them, how much you help people make money, how many good things you do. None of that makes you right before God apart from Christ. Why? Because, because only Christ is good. You remember the passage in the Gospels. He says, uh, you know, to the rich young ruler, um, who is good? Who is good? I believe it's the rich young ruler who thought himself to be good, right? So Jesus exposed him and says, okay, if you're good, then give up everything you have and follow me. And he walked away very sad because of many riches. And Jesus says, who is good? Jesus wasn't saying who is good because he wasn't good. He was saying, who is good because he's the only one that is good. And the beauty, again, the beauty of the gospel is that we can be declared righteous because of Christ's righteousness, because of Christ's goodness, because of Christ's perfect life. That's the only way that our good works before a holy God will be deemed acceptable all the time, right? Listen, all the time, our good works will be well-pleasing before God if we are hidden and clothed in Christ. All the time, okay? This is the beautiful thing of the gospel. It isn't like, listen, this is the beautiful thing of the gospel. When you do a good work, right? What happens is people do good works so that they can be justified before men. They get a little pat on the back. And look, in our pride, we like that, right? Like, yo, E, you know, yo, that was, yo, that was good, my man, E. I was out recently with someone, and they, uh, they were boasting about something I did, right, that I did with a pure heart before the Lord, even though it was in public, okay? 
So I'm out with this individual, and this individual, who's not a believer, starts boasting about my good works, okay? And I'm sitting there like, oh, man, like, Lord, this was for you, you know? But but praise God, you know what I mean? Like, praise God, this unbeliever is boasting about this good work I did in your name, but then in me, it's like, man, he... Yeah, you're pretty good, man. Look at you, dude. You're not that bad of a person. And now look, granted, I'm in Christ. I have his righteousness. I am good. Not because of my own goodness, but because of his goodness, I'm declared righteous, right? But the pride in me is like, <laughs> keep going. Come on. Come on. Keep talking. Keep talking. Matter of fact, let me add some more for you to think through. You know what I'm saying? So you see how good I am. And, and listen, and that's the battle, right? As believers, as believers, we don't need to shirk away from doing good works. We need to be zealous for good works, but we need to be zealous for good works with the right heart, with the right motives. And listen, people are going to see it. People in the world, people in the church. And as long as your conscience is clear before God, because look, people are always always and i'm talking about in the church and outside the church they're always gonna uh muddy something you do you know because not everybody has good intentions for example just a biblical example paul's in prison in the book of philippians and 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 people are are um straight speaking against his ministry to elevate theirs and paul is saying look as long as christ is preached that's what matters Okay, so they're diminishing his ministry so that theirs can be elevated, their good works can be elevated, and Paul's good works diminished or suppressed. But Paul is saying, look, my conscience before God is clear, and I'm doing this with a pure heart. And listen, they're not, but the gospel is being preached so God can be glorified at the results Right at the end result of a true message, even if the heart isn't right before God. <sighs> Y'all, our God is amazing. Our God is amazing, y'all. He is amazing. Okay, so so we gotta remember whenever we do something, the motivation behind what we do is done for the glory of God. That's our motivation. And, and, and listen, we don't have to, we don't have to like manufacture something in us in order for that to be the case. That is the case because we have new natures. Now we have to walk in the spirit. You see what I'm saying? So, so it's not like we get up in the morning as believers, as those of us who have repented of our sin and trusted in Christ. It's not like we get up in the morning and go, Hmm, what? Let me think of what good work I can do today to please God, right? In order to be made right with God. No, our thinking is, man, what can I do to bring God glory for his name's sake, right? Just because he's good as an overflow, not to not to earn merit, right? Not, meritor not meritorious living, but we are right. And so I want to I want to speak to two people here. For those of you who are believers, do not be ashamed of doing good works. Be zealous for them. Be zealous for good works. Pursue them, right? Pursue them, but pursue them with a clear conscience, 
with a mind that seeks to bring glory to God in every area of your life, right? And this happens as a result of walking in the Spirit. And it isn't that you don't have the power to do so. You do because you have the Spirit of God living within you, okay? So be zealous for good works, y'all. Be zealous for good works. But listen, let your good works that you do in the world, okay? Now, what's a good work? Listen, anything we do to glorify God is a good work. And we know what pleases God through the Word of God, okay? This is what pleases God, okay? So God has spoken to us. He's given us instruction through the Word of God and has equipped us by the Spirit, via the Word of God, to live a life that's pleasing to God. So, so we know what a good work is by reading the Word of God, by knowing the will of God, okay? So in the world, we do good works. Now listen, this is the key. And, and as a result of doing good works, people will see our life, right? Our life isn't preaching the gospel, okay? Our life is glorifying God, but you can't preach the gospel with mere actions. You preach the gospel with actions coupled with words, okay? So when people see your good works and they go, dude, man, you... You're a good person. Say, so let me tell you something, man. <laughs> I'm actually a wretch, man. Like my heart, bro, it thinks about things. My mind pursues things that doesn't bring glory to God. But God is so good that he saved me. He changed my heart. And now I just want to live a life that pleases him. So this good thing that I did for you, it's a reflection. It's a, resu it's a result of him changing me. And I just want you to know him. Because these good works that we do for one another, you know, the other day you took me out to a restaurant and we ate and that was good, man. And I appreciate that. But those good works, the charity, the volunteer hours, all those good works, they can't save you, my friend. But listen, if you trust in Christ, you can be made right with God. See, so we so the good works, the good works give us opportunity, right, to draw men or to point men to Christ, to point men to Christ, not to ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean we can't say thank you, right? Somebody says, um, yo, E, you brought the word today, right? This is the battle. I got to say, man, praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Thank you. Because God used me, an individual. Somebody said, old joke, right? They say, um, they say, uh, what, what's the, how's the joke go? They say, um, say, E, um, you pre, um, you preached a good sermon today. That was powerful, man. And, and the individual go and I and I would say, yeah, man, that was all God. That was I didn't have nothing to do with that. That was all God. The, the individual go, they, they go. Well, it wasn't that good. <laughs> like the sermon wasn't that good. Like if it was all God, it would be perfect. It wasn't that good, right? So so it's okay to say thank you, because even though we do good works, we don't do them perfectly, but they're perfectly. Um, um, they're, they're received by a perfect God, right? Um, God bless you, man of God. Um, may he continue to use you. Uh, I like your humbleness. Thank you, sister. Praise God. Thank you. 
Um, I look forward to uh, to to, to uh, getting getting to know you more on here. Thank you for your encouragement. Um, and so these are some things, y'all, um, that that I want us to be thinking through and be encouraged by. Um, another thing um, for those of you who don't know Christ. Um, uh, those of you who don't know Christ, again, be reminded, be reminded that your good works before God, your righteousness, um, the, the, the things you do before God apart from Christ, apart from Christ, cannot make you right, cannot make you right. I'll give you another a scenario here. Um, I've had, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'd love to, I'll do another podcast episode at some point and, and another Facebook Live, but I've had many recent encounters with the Mormons. And listen, Mormonism preaches a different gospel, period. They preach a different gospel. Why? They have a different God. They have a different Jesus. They have a different view of sanctification. And they do not have a biblical view of justification. And on 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 and on. Okay? So, but guess what? They do good works. But guess what? Those works on the day of judgment will be considered void before a holy God. Why? Because they are not in Christ. They're not in Christ. Could you imagine living your whole life thinking that you're living a life that's pleasing to God, that's pursuing God, that's diligent, that's serious about God, only to find out that at the end of your life, you were running in a race that led you to eternal damnation. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? And that's what Paul says in the book of Philippians, right? He says, I, I, I persecuted the church. I, I, did, I did this. I did that. Right? But it was all vain until the surpassing beauty of Christ overcame me. We see that in the road to Damascus, on the road to Damascus, right? Where God blinds him. Blinds him. And so, listen. Only what we do for Christ will last. Yes, super scary, super sobering. And listen, the child of God, those who are covered in the blood of Christ, those who have been given new hearts, there is no condemnation for us anymore. So listen, now this is the beauty of the gospel. Listen, for those of us who have been changed by God, right? For those of us who are in Christ Jesus, listen, this is the beauty of the gospel. We have freedom and liberty to do good works for his glory, right? And, and our mind and the devil and the world want us to be anxious and be, cont- uh, you know, like, is this going to glorify God? Da, 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 and and, and, and uh, uh, arrest us, right? So that we're more consumed with ourselves. We're more introvert, right? Looking from within as opposed to living by faith and doing good works for the glory of God. So y'all, let's live for his namesake. 
Let's live for his namesake. People need to repent, as my brother Baron says here. People need to repent of self-righteousness. Yes. Let's repent. This is for saints, people of God. Let's repent of pity. Let's repent of looking within ourselves. Let's repent of, of, of thinking that we can pull ourselves up our own bootstraps, even believers, right? Listen, we don't pull ourselves up our own bootstraps. We look to Christ by faith. We look to Christ by faith. Okay? And listen, I don't know where you're at this morning. Maybe you've committed a, a grocious sin before God. Hideous, wicked, evil, right before God. And you're a child of God. Listen, if that's the case, listen, repent, confess that sin before him. But listen, don't stay there because that's not who you are. When you sinned, if you were a child of God, when you sinned, you acted out of character because you have a new nature by faith. And now, in Christ, you are declared righteous. So, don't let the devil, the world, or the flesh beat you up so much. Now, I'm not saying continue to sin. I'm not saying don't make it right. I'm not saying don't repent. I'm saying repent, make it right, but don't stay where you are. Because the devil wants you to feel condemned. The flesh, the world, right? Wants you to feel condemned so much so that it takes away your zeal for the things of the Lord. That it takes away your passion to make the name of Christ known. Because why? Look at you. Look at you. Look at what you did. Look at what you did. But look at what Christ did. Look at what Christ did. And listen, on the cross, he bore our past, present, and future sins, y'all. On the cross, right? And in eternity past, he chose us. He chose us in eternity past, knowing who we were, who we are, and who we're going to be. But he did it for his own name's sake. Come on, y'all. Come on. This is the God we serve, y'all. This is the God we serve. So when we sing this song, amazing grace, right? It's amazing. It's undeserved. It's amazing. So listen, this is where we'll stop for today. Thank you guys for your time. Grace and peace. Be encouraged. If you were in any way encouraged by this video, um, please share it. Please like it. Thank you for the love. I pray that this was something that will encourage your walk in the Lord. And I pray that this will give you encouragement and strength to keep pressing on by faith in Christ. Love y'all. Grace and peace. Let's get it for his name's sake.